What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Proving It Plant-Based Podcast. I am your host, Natalie, vegan fitness trainer and vegan health coach. Welcome back to another episode. You have come to the right place if you are looking for all things plant-based diet, exercise, strength training, building overall healthy habits for you and your lifestyle, and how to eat for your fitness goals and your future. So welcome back. Today I am bringing to you an incredible guest, a friend of mine, Cassandra Rubino. She is out on the West Coast, so we are chatting coast to coast today uh, about veganism, about veganism in the fitness industry. Um, Her perspective and her standpoint on what made her go vegan, right? Her background, what brought her into the world of fitness and what she is up to now in her stance on the environment, on activism, and how we can really just be better, not only for ourselves and our own health, but for each other. So this conversation was a lot of fun. Um, Cassandra, like I said, is a friend of mine, and I was happy to have her on just to share her knowledge and her experience as a CrossFit coach and somebody who has defied the odds against society and has built muscle on a plant-based diet. So without further ado, I will let you guys hear from Cassandra herself. Enjoy this interview. I will talk to you on the other side. All right. Welcome everybody to the Proving It Plant-Based podcast. I'm so excited to have on another guest today. So I have my friend Cassandra Rubino on, and she is a vegan coach. She's a nutrition coach. She's also a CrossFit coach. So I'm excited to have her perspective and her point of view as a vegan and as an athlete. So welcome, Cassandra. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm so good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. I know we've been talking about your podcast for a while. So I know I always like, I, I single people out and, and I'm like, you have to be on my podcast. Like, <laughs> come on. I want to hear your, your story and your experience. So funny enough, Cassandra and I are actually from the same, I don't want to say not exactly the same hometown, but basically, cause they're yeah right next to each other. And now Cassandra is out in California. So yeah. How's that all been going for you? I, I, I feel like I started as a vegetarian before I moved out here. So when I decided to go vegan, it was so quote unquote easy because there's so many vegan options. And I feel like back home or back in Massachusetts, the, the vegan options, at least five years ago were like mostly Asian based, which is like, give me Asian food all day. But it's like, I want like crappy pizza from like a hole in the wall that's vegan. And like, I can go there and get that. So I feel like that's like super easy to do um, along with obviously the non shoveling of snow all the time. And like, I don't have to scrape my car when I leave the house. (laughs) Love that, especially as we head into winter like what I'm dreading I know Um, but yeah that's great no just to have more options available like you said like sometimes you're craving pizza and it sucks not having places like readily available or at least that carry vegan options right so tell everybody like a little bio about you about yourself Um, So I went to school, actually, um, I went to Bridgewater State uh, University now, it was college back then, um, for exercise physiology. Um, I really wanted to go to school, actually, for athletic training. My advisor advised not to, and I decided to do what she said and, like, really honed into fitness and mostly because, like, I always had this, like, this afraid mindset growing up because everyone around me in my family was overweight. So I was just kind of like always played sports because I was like, oh, I feel like I can maintain my physique and I'm healthier from working out or playing sports. So then 
around 19, while I was still in college, I got a personal training certification just so I could like pay my phone bill and my car insurance. And then um, at the same time, so, so funny to say this, at the same time, I worked at PetSmart and I worked at a, a like a vet office because I was like, oh, I love animals and I love working out. Um, and then I graduated thinking that I was going to get into like cardiac rehab. Um, but that is so competitive, at least in Boston. Um, I didn't really get uh, my feet into that career, but I just continued to do personal training. Um, and then I, in 2012, I started doing CrossFit, did not want to do CrossFit. I thought Cross, I mean, as cool as it looked on TV, I was like, I can do that. I don't need to go to a CrossFit gym. My roommate <laughs> was like, you need to come. It's free. So I was like, fine. I went to the CrossFit class. And then I was like, where do I sign up for this? Um, at that time too, I was also teaching group exercise and kickboxing classes and boot camp classes and doing all of that. And like, it was an interesting transition to go into CrossFit because you don't teach or you're not working out with them. You're mm -hmm. just coaching. So it was like, but wait, I'm not going to be getting a workout in. Like, what do you mean? Like it was, that was a weird transition for me. Um, and so now I still teach cross, CrossFit and I still like do a little bit of like boot camp classes. And then I transitioned to online mostly because of the pandemic, um, which has been so awesome because now I can help people all over, not just in the place that I'm living. Right, exactly. I think the pandemic really forced everybody to adjust, adapt, find new ways do stuff over Zoom. Um, I love being able to work virtually with people. And that way, like you said, you're not limited to like, oh, do you live close to me? Or, you know, how far yeah. am I willing to travel? Yeah. Um, and schedules and things like that. But I think you have a really unique background. And uh, I love that you shared that you worked at like a vet's office. <laughs> like that's so cool and, and yeah. I think it's during those college years that you really start to like like I had a similar situation where my advisor was like oh you like working with people because I went to art school and I thought I knew right off the bat I was like I am not the kind of person that can sit behind a computer all day yeah and do graphic design yeah. and so they were like oh go ahead and do advertising you'll be working with people and I was like Terrible, terrible fit for me, but you listen, right? Yeah. Because it's an advisor telling you what to do. Um, and, you know, lo and behold, like we fall into these positions kind of unexpectedly and like it wasn't the original plan. Right. However, like you think back on those experiences of like working with animals, working in personal training and working with clients. And um, my college job, I worked at Athleta. I'm wearing Athleta yeah. right now. And I loved talking to women about what races they were running and what their goals were and why they were shopping for a new yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like so cheesy and like those little things like that, but your passion starts to kind of shine through a little bit. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. That, that's really cool. So you transitioned from teaching group fitness, working out with them to now doing more coaching and, you know, virtual coaching and working with clients in that way. Yeah. And so you mentioned to me before we were chatting, before we recorded that you moved out to California as a vegetarian. And so what yeah. prompted you, what prompted you to make that switch? Um, so I really went, I used to dabble in going vegetarian once a year anyways, just cause I you know, grew up Catholic and it was like something I did for Lent. And then when I finally was like, I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm just gonna not eat meat. I'll still eat cheese and dairy. Um, the reason why I even did that is because of all the documentaries I was watching because Netflix was now readily available right through the television where it, before you had to like, 
you had to mail in the Literally. thing that you wanted. Like yeah. if there's any young children listening to this, they'll be like, what? <laughs> like you had to be like, <laughs> you we need can this one back and then you can mail me the other one. And now it was like on the TV and I was like, wait, what's happening to the animals? Um, but then that still didn't deter me from, I still was eating cheese and I still was having eggs. And like, then it was the whole protein thing. Because if, when I, when I tell, told my CrossFit coach, like before I started coaching and I was still just a member, it was like, well, you know, you still need to get your protein intake and like, blah, blah, blah. And so I wasn't really like understanding what that meant. Like I knew what protein was, but I was like, well, I didn't know that you could get it from broccoli. Like, I just was like, huh? So I continued to, to still do that. Um, and then 2017, um, what the health came out mm, and then what the health was like, said something about like eggs, one egg is equivalent to having like 500 cigarettes or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, Skirt! and I rewound it. And then I listened to it again. And I was like, I'm good. Like I'm done. Yeah. And I, so I literally was like, I'm done doing the eggs and I'm done doing the cheese. Like now, every time someone's like, oh, I want to have a cheeseburger. My boyfriend says something about, he's not vegan. Like he says something about cheese. I'm like, oh, coagulated cow pus. I'm like, mm, sounds so good. And so like, I just had to stop. I, and like, I always had like, just constant phlegm all the time. And like, like maybe a, two weeks, a month into giving up dairy, I was no longer clearing my throat. I was like constantly doing it. Um, so what the health was like, the catalyst to my veganism. And then one of my friends out here, she's actually from Switzerland, but she's been vegan her whole life. Like she, her parents like raised her that way. And so she was telling me like, oh, let's go to this place. Um, it's called cruisers out, out in LA. It's on, it's on Hollywood Boulevard. And I was like, okay, like, what is it? And she was like, it's a vegan pizza shop. And I was like, if there is vegan pizza and it's good, then I'm like, today is really the day. So then when she brings me to this place, I had like cheesy breadsticks and, um, the pizza, like a chicken, it was like a quote unquote chicken, barbecue chicken pizza. And then I was like, all right. So then I like posted on Instagram, I'm going vegan. And I thought like everybody was going to follow me and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really yeah. for you, it was the initial spark was already there because you were somebody, you are somebody who is concerned with your health, obviously. Um, and, you know, like you said, if there was obesity or overweight family members, you yeah. were already, it was already on your radar that you were like, well, I have to be more active. I have to, you know, be a little bit more in tune with my diet. And so you were kind of already, you were health conscious. And so really those documentaries just took it to the next level for you in educating and kind of confirming what you were waiting to hear. And I, I don't mean like, right. like, oh, we were waiting, like, you know, you inevitably were going to give up eggs and cheese, but instead it was kind of like, that was the last step yep. and you just needed that confirmation to be done. Yeah. I even, I even like, I just, I guess like I blocked this out for a second, but I also went, when I lived in West Roxbury, I was going to school, like getting in like a certification to be a holistic health practitioner. I ended up not finishing the school because it was too like go at your own pace. And I was like, I need you to give me deadlines. And um, even then I was still only vegetarian, but they had give us, given us so many books that we needed to read. And like the China study was one of those books um, by T. Colin Campbell. Yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> like, even that was before what the health. And I still was like, just reading the studies that he was doing over a 30 year period about yeah. um, people in rural China who the amount of meat consumption that they had, they were less susceptible to certain diseases due to Americans who eat meat for every single meal and like their deterioration of life. And I was like, well, I'm just going to not do this. And like the fact that then I would go to like family gatherings and be like, listen, this man. And they're like, mm. I'm like, but you just had cancer and like, blah, blah, blah. And it just like, 
thinking that I'm like a doctor wrote this. I don't understand why you're not, this isn't something that you're like wanting to give up. It's like when you find out that cigarettes are bad for you and people still yeah. eat them. I'm like, what? I mean, smoke them. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you, why are you still smoking these? Yeah. It's very hard and frustrating to want people that you care about to care about what you care about. Um, you know, because it, it is so true. It's like the evidence, the facts, the studies, they're there. The documentaries, they're there. My parents watched Seaspiracy. Mm. They were both like, oh, we can't eat fish anymore. How long did that last? 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, so it's a really, really hard, it's like a hard pill to swallow that like, you can only do so much and, and, you know, especially without being preachy. Right. I think there's like this stigma around vegans. It's like, well, you always know somebody's vegan because they never cease to let you know and talk about it. However, it's just like, yeah, like the proof is in the studies, the proof is in the plants. Right. It's like, well, if people, because meat is, is, like a luxury it's right something that we have in this country because of affluence where like there are other countries who don't have access to eating as much meat yet it's benefiting them right um yeah that's a really good book as well um there's so many you know good ones out there i tell people all the time nutritionfacts.org um which is all evidence-based all science-based all research-based um yet people still don't care about the facts so I'm like guys we're ruining the planet okay do you want chicken parm it's like okay. <laughs> so how do you handle that struggle how do you handle you know day-to-day when say like like clients are, you know, trying to cut out meat or they're trying to be better yet, you know, you're trying to ease them into it without bringing on that super strong approach. Um, I mean, now I try to use empathy a lot. Like before I wasn't empathetic towards people. I was like, this is what you need to be doing. This is way before I was even doing any like nutritional coaching it was more of just like people would ask me a question about what I was eating and that's what I, I also pet peeve of mine is like being in the gym like I still teach CrossFit so like I'll be at the gym and it'll be after a class and I need to eat my own food like I need to eat because it's lunchtime or something and people are like what are you eating and I'm like I want to be like I'm eating food like you don't need to ask me what I'm eating because it's not like you're gonna go vegan tomorrow so and, and I don't say that but I'm like hmm, I'm eating oatmeal um so like now, like when I have my clients and they want to go vegan, a lot of the times is like, I give them a lot of recipes to like have a blueprint of ideas. So things that are like plentiful in not just plants, but just flavor. Because yeah. I think that's a lot of the times that, that people are like too afraid to, to dive into plant-based stuff because they think it's going to be just vegetables and, yeah. and like plain and bland. And I'm like, the way that you don't have plain chicken because you're not going to go eat boiled chicken unless you're a bodybuilder like you're going to season it and like dip it in breading and like put oil and butter on it like it's not just about the chicken itself so i try to give them things that is an idealistic way of eating so then they're like oh i can make this again it wasn't ultra complicated and they didn't have to do 19 steps um and then they're like, oh, I'm going to keep that recipe in my, in my wheelhouse. And then I'll share it with my family or something like that. And it could be as easy as like vegan um, Alfredo sauce. And they're like, that was so good. And it was like, I didn't feel like crap after eating it or any of that yeah. stuff. So I try to ease them into it. And if someone is saying like, oh, they are, they're not going to go vegan or whatever it is. 
I will say, well, do you like salad? And they'll just kind of give them something that doesn't have any meat on it. And then they're like, okay, I can dive deeper into it. So I think it's easier now, even if these people that I work with are never going to go a hundred percent, they at least now, now, like they have the tools to go like 70% for the day. So it's a little easier for sure. And that's a big step for some people, even 70%, right? That's like the majority of your meals. Um, but it's, it's warming them up to the idea. And also, like you said, it's giving them food that is still tasty and it doesn't have to be bland. It doesn't have to be boring. And there really are a lot of foods out there. There really are a lot of recipes out there, um, that we should be eating anyways, whether you're vegan or not. Like you just mentioned the oatmeal, you know, I was expecting you to say I'm eating tempeh and broccolini and nutritional yeast and tofu, <laughs> like, like all the vegan foods. Yeah. Um, yet you're like, I'm eating oatmeal, which let's be honest, like everybody should be eating oatmeal. <laughs> right. Um, whether you're vegan, plant-based vegetarian. And, uh, when I'm working with my clients as well, you know, I have a handful of them, like you said, that, they just want to eat more plant-based. They right. don't want to go vegan, but they do want to cut back on their meat. And so I try to think back of like, you know, when I was trying to lose a lot of weight, when I was competing and the kind of like, I don't want to say restricting because like, I don't coach a restrictive approach. However, yeah. there are some sacrifices you have to make. Like, you know, you can't, yeah. it's not a free for all. Um, and I think back to like the kinds of meals that I would make and it's things like oatmeal is going to be the healthy option for breakfast, right? right? You're picking fruits, you're picking vegetables, you're, you're adding in a lot of vegetables, especially if you're trying to lose weight, but you're trying to stay full and not be starving all the time. So yeah, like you said, like get in a good salad, load up those veggies. Yeah. um, And that's, that's kind of how you have to do it. Yeah. I think that people, they think like, I think that they think they have this, like, um, this idea of like Mediterranean. They think that, cause like, I don't know, back when I was in high school or in elementary school, whatever age I was, when I would see vegetarians, it was mostly like beans and rice and like, or Ethiopian style. And so people think they still have this brain memory of like, oh, you're vegetarian, you're vegan, like that's how you eat. Or, oh, I have some beans in the if in the cupboard if you, if you want me to get you that. I'm like, no, I ate before I came, thanks. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to eat beans out of the can. Like, I'm not going to do that. What opened my eyes, you know, when I went vegan versus vegetarian was actually all the different like cultured foods that I like finally mm-hmm. exposed myself to where before I ate more plain on like a meat eaters diet than yeah. when I went vegan. And I actually used that uh, recipe service purple carrot for a little while. And that taught mm-hmm. me how to like, Oh, make some sauces. And those like, aren't the healthiest, right. Cause they're kind of loaded, but there would be, like you said, like an Alfredo sauce or some kind of like, I remember these sweet potato nachos that just the sauce made it incredible. Yeah. Um, And, you know, trying different foods, trying all kinds of Mexican food, or um, I recently went to a Lebanese place, all, you know, vegan options there. And yeah, uh, those are foods that I probably wouldn't even like touch before. Right. So, yeah kind of does expand your palate. So I want to get a little bit more into like the athletic side of what you do, your personal journey, um, your personal story. So why do you feel that diet and nutrition is so important as an athlete? I mean, I just, honestly, I think about just me at 70 I think about me at 80. I think about my 
my I was gonna say my ancestors but I'm like my relatives <laughs> <laughs> I, like just my like relatives who cannot do certain things at 60 years old and I'm like and even the members at you know the gym that I work out some of them are in their 60s and they can do muscle ups and they can do like rope climbs and they can do all of these things that like the people that I grew up with cannot even really walk up a flight of stairs. And so it's like, I really, I I, like, of course I want to like have a great physique and like, I want, I love my biceps and like, I love the beat to say that I can, you know, squat 200 pounds and like, I can do all of those things. But at the end of the day, it's really being like, how mobile am I around my environment? Mm -hmm. Um, and preparing myself for old age. I mean, I'm only in my thirties, but it's like, I've literally thought about that my whole life since I was a child. Like, it was always like, I gotta, I gotta go outside because, you know, we get older and I don't know if it's like, I'm very much a believer in like past life situations. And I'm like, maybe I was like, really, I did had a different mindset in my past life. And I was like, in the next life, I'm going to be this person. Yeah. Um, because I do f- find it super ultra important to, at least if you're not going to go deadlift 300 pounds because you just want to, and you're just like, I'm going to hit up this spin class, or I'm going to go to the golden sneakers at the YMCA or the water aerobics, like something that's going to keep you moving, then why not just do it? It is sometimes like, oh, I just want to sit down, but you can sit down some other time, like when you're done. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's amazing to me that you, this has been something since childhood that yeah. kind of influenced you. So, um, it sounds like the people around you, you were just super aware of what was going on. You know, um, the fact that they can't do things yet you're seeing other people their age doing it and you know it is possible and I know you're also somebody who really likes to travel so yeah being mobile you know well into your 60s and 70s you can do all the things that you enjoy yeah I mean even to this day like when I see like some of the members at my gym doing certain things like cleaning a barbell that's 150 pounds I'm like I still am like wow like it's just because so many of my early years on the earth have been me just seeing people not just like my family but like people in general just struggling to pick up their groceries I'm like oh so this is just like what's gonna happen this we're just gonna at some point not be able to take care of ourselves like I have a 74 year old woman that goes to my class and like yeah, she's not doing 150 pound clean and jerks, but she's like, she can deadlift like 70 pounds and uh-huh. she run, runs marathons like three a year. I'm like, wow. four, like what? I mean, again, <laughs> she's not, she's not vegan, which is it's, I guess it's okay. But like, <laughs> I still blows my mind, even though I've been in fitness for 15 years, when I see people just like still kicking it and doing it well and like it's not just about how flat my stomach looks or how high my butt is or any of those things it's just about the general movement of your body yeah for sure and I think when you start even at any age because I think some people think like oh it's too late for me Mm -hmm. I'm not going to start something now but when you just start it gets easier it gets easier. You're able to stick with it longer. However, yeah. if you don't start and you don't stay consistent, no, nobody's going to be running marathons at 74. Right. Cause you, <laughs> right. But you get so, you get so upset too. Like I've seen that end of it, of like people who are older and like people who are in their forties and they've never worked out and never played a sport and they come in to either a personal training session or they do my online program or they come to the couple times I coach at the CrossFit gym, like whatever platform they meet me in, they get so frustrated with themselves when they can't do something simple as a bodyweight squat. 
and doing like just 10 of them. And they, it's like, cause your brain, your brain is still on this like development mode. Like you're still creating neuropaths. So like when your body is like, nope, your brain is like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And so they get so frustrated with themselves and it can, it doesn't even have to be people who are overweight. It could be someone who's like they, what they put in the body is amazing, but they just never worked out. And like, they see everyone around them killing push-ups or killing, like, just like going for a run and coming back in, or the workout is so intense, but it doesn't look like it's everyone else in the room. And like to them, like just doing a bodyweight squat, they're like so frustrated with themselves because they didn't start younger or they don't know how their body moves through space, but their brain is so aware of what's happening. And it's it sucks because you just never, you grew up in a place where your parents didn't allow you to play sports. And then now you're in your forties and you're trying to do something and you can't. Yeah. Right. And you feel like you should be able to. Yeah. Cause it seems like it's simple. Um, right. I think that's kind of the beauty of like working with people on whatever basis it is like personal training, online, individual coaching, whatever it is, you're meeting them where they're at. Mm-hmm. And the only place to go is up because, you know, if you're starting with body weight squats, like, guess what? You have so much more that you can build up to. And that's the exciting part. However, like that frustration, if you let that get the best of you, um, it will stop you right, right dead in your tracks. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What has been, I know you talked a little bit about like your whole mindset, your whole mentality is not so much about like your physique. However, like being athletic and caring about your health and caring about your diet and your workouts, the, the physique is almost like the, um, the aftermath, the, yeah. the bonus. Right. Um, so, you know, not only physique wise, but like internally, physically, like how have you seen change in your own body or felt change in your own body? Uh, I am, have very like sensitive skin. So I have since growing up. Um, and I feel like my skin is different. Like if you, even if you look at pictures of me when I was in my twenties compared to now, my skin looks like totally different. Um, my hair, my hair has actually gotten, I think that's a combination of a couple of things, but my hair has actually gotten curlier as I got older. But I think one of the reasons is I don't put a lot of heat on anymore. But the other reason I feel like it's just silkier. It's like stronger. Um, it There's more of it. And I'm like, I already had enough hair growing up. And now <laughs> there, there's just so much more of it. And I'm like, I don't know. I can hair. contribute to just veganism. I'm like, just more food that's plentiful. I mean, I would enjoy if the grays weren't coming in as quickly, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, my nails are different. I mean, right now I have like gel on them, but just in general, like I'm like, I always would have like hay nails or they would break in the middle of my freaking thumb. And I would be like, what the hell? This is so frustrating. But now it's like, my nails are different. I'm not constantly clearing my throat. Like my roommate at the time, used to think that I had Tourette's and I, I know it sounds like funny, but like, she literally was like, maybe you have Tourette's. I'm like, no, I literally <laughs> just had a bowl of ice cream. Like I know it's because of that. Or I always had a sinus infection, like all the time, like always, um, knock on wood. I haven't had a sinus infection since I went vegan. Um, and like, just my stomach overall. Like I always would be like constantly having not in bar in, in, in what is it? Um, IBS. I didn't have IBS, but I just felt like there wasn't anything solid coming through. Mm-hmm. Does that make and like not to be TMI to your listeners, but I just felt like <laughs> we talk bowel, about like, bowel movements all the time on this. Show. Okay. <laughs> but just like fiber, like even yeah, though yeah. I was someone who constantly ate vegetables all the time, I just feel like it's different than it was before. Oh, and I'm so tired all the time. I don't feel like, I mean, if I'm have early mornings, sure. But if I'm like, it's two o'clock, I'm not like, oh my God, like I have to go take a nap. Yeah. Those were two of the biggest 
ones for me was the fatigue, the being tired, especially like, like you said, mid afternoon was when I would get hit with like fatigue. Yeah. Drinking three cups of coffee a day. Um, and that kind of subsided. Um, and then I had IBS. It was horrible. Wow. Okay. Uh, And I was really scared to eat beans when I went Mm. vegan because I was like, beans don't agree with me. This isn't a good idea, but I'm going to try it anyways. Yeah. And lo and behold, and I don't, I don't love to tell people this because this is just my own experience and everybody is different, but I do believe that when you combine like a heavy fiber diet with a meat and dairy diet, it can cause a little bit of indigestion sometimes. Yeah. Um, because so often people are like, I can't eat beans, you know? And, and I always say, well, increase your fiber like in small doses, because if you go heavy all at once, you know, people are like, well, veggies bloat me, beans bloat me. And it's like, yes, that's true. But I always feel like in combination with meat and dairy, they're so much worse than if you were to just eat them on your own, your body can actually regulate them easily. Right. And just like, keep you moving. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, but we have no shame in talking about bowel movements, just being regular, because that's one of the benefits of eating whole plant foods is, you know, you just feel better. You feel more energized. You, like you said, your hair, your nails, you're getting all those nutrients. Right. So, you know, it's really a win-win. So what is you know, one of the biggest takeaways that you've learned from being a vegan athlete? Um, I'm not, I will say one thing is that I do practice like macronutrient diet. So just because if I am lifting super heavy, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that throughout the day that I'm fueled enough. So I don't get secondary, like tiredness just from that. It was because I'm not eating enough. Um, but I do feel stronger now than I did when I wasn't vegan. Like I feel like I can lift heavier weights. Um, I can withstand the length of workouts sometimes just because I know that I've either fueled before or fueled afterwards. Whereas sometimes when I wasn't, when I was not a vegan, I would just be like, oh my God, I just can't do this anymore. I'm so tired. Or I didn't feel confident in lifting certain weights um, because it was like, I don't feel ready for this. Um, So I feel, I feel like people around me too, they'll be like, I don't understand. Like, and not saying that I'm finishing any workouts quicker than anyone but just my longevity of certain workouts, especially when you're doing CrossFit stuff, like you might be doing, the workout might be 45 minutes long of just steady state, like high heart rate. And like, I don't feel like I'm out, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Whereas some people are like, they tap out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like my endurance, my endurance for CrossFit is good. But if you're like, go run five miles, I'm like, I'm done I'm not doing this. <laughs> Um, right. And that's all about, you know, your body. getting Yeah. Your training style. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like, I don't know, I just feel stronger. I don't feel, and I wish I could like articulate it in a way that people could be like, Oh, well I should go vegan because it makes you stronger. I'm not necessarily saying that, but I know like the most, the strongest man on earth is a vegan. Right. Um, (laughs) And so when people are like talking trash about us being not being weak or, well, you only eat plants and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, what about the strongest man on earth? He can lift however thousands of pounds and he doesn't eat meat Um, and he doesn't need that. Or I think about gorillas and I'm like, Mm -hmm. gorillas can kill you in 30 seconds and they don't eat meat. Like, elephants they don't eat meat like come on guys right huge massive like very strong animals that are herbivores which 
that's just proof in itself. And I think the more people that we see just defying these odds, like when I was researching, is this possible? Can I be a vegan athlete and like not lose any muscle mass? Um, and I was so skeptical in the beginning. Um, yeah. But then you see other people and you're like, oh shit, okay. Not only are they basically defying all the odds, but they're like thriving in that area. Yeah. yeah. So do you get any backlash from the CrossFit community or anybody around you? 100%. (laughs) Um, I was just waiting to ask that question. It is like the thing too. It's like, how do you know if there's a CrossFitter and a vegan in the room? All they do is talk about it. And then like, it's funny when I was somewhere, I was like out to eat at this Mexican restaurant and I was just having drinks with a friend and then I asked if there was any cheese and something. And he was like, no, that's like just whatever. And that was what the server said. And then he goes, how do you know if there's a vegan room? He's like joking around, but he was super, he was a great server and he was being very comical. And then he's like a crossfitter and a vegan, blah, blah, blah. And so then my friend's like, she actually has crossfit sale. And he was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, I love it. But in at least my CrossFit community I had before I moved out here when I was vegetarian, my CrossFit coach at the time, he just was like, you need to eat meat, you need to eat meat, you're not going to be able to lift anything, blah, blah, blah. And then even now, he still makes comments on my Instagram pictures, like uh-huh. when I'm doing a pull-up or I'm doing deadlifts or anything, he's like, you need to eat meat. And I'm like, do I though? Because I've increased my muscle mass more now than I did when I was eating meat. Now I do believe I am planning and prodding it more than I was before. Sure. But I do feel like even in like me teaching class and they're like, you don't eat meat. Like, well, how do you, how are you able to do all these things? And I'm like, Ay, Dios mio, I'm not even Hispanic. And I'm like speaking Spanish right now because you guys I just don't get it like I just and you I'm like ask me questions and then we can talk about it but even my boss here we were planning a Halloween party pre-pandemic and like we had a ton of members there helping decorate the gym and it was like me and three other two other members were not were also vegan and he said to everyone I'm getting pizza for everybody who helps. And so then he brings the pizza and I, with the three of us already made an assumption, like we're not gonna be eating it. And so he comes over, hey, Cassandra, like this this pizza is um, has uh, vegetables on it. And I was like, I said, I'm like, do you not realize that you got a bunch of cheese pizza and then you got pizza with cheese and vegetables? I'm like, I don't eat cheese. And he was like, well, you said you were vegan. And I said, yeah, I don't eat cheese. Like I, if I was gonna eat cheese, I don't, I, first of all, I don't like vegetable pizza. So I'm on, it's just like, still I live in this naive world, even though I live in the most, one of the most populated restaurant veganism areas in the world. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of people who think that I'm not able to, they're surprised that I'm able to do certain things because I'm vegan. And now I do feel like I've been at this gym for five years and there are a lot more vegan members. So they feel represented when they ask nutritional questions. I love that. Because a lot of the coaches will be like, oh, you should just be eating meat. And I'm like, bro, can you stop telling them that? If they already are vegan, they're not asking about going vegan. They're already vegan. Like stop telling them to eat. And I, at one point when I started, when before I even went vegan, I almost went back to eating meat because I felt like I didn't know how, because I wanted to be that person who had 17% body fat all the time and like had all the rips in every area of my body. But I felt like I wasn't able to do that on a vegan diet. Yeah. Until I did more research. And then everybody, all of my coworkers at the gym were like, well, are you eating meat again? I'm like, no. I'm not actually. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it is a difficult world to be in. Um, especially like I, I just did like a beach body program also. And every, like we're, we're in the fittest, this is one of the most famous like fitness companies in the world. And at the end of every freaking day, 
they never had any vegan options wow. for me to eat. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. So the makeup, I mean, the wardrobe person also was a vegan. She used to custom out every day. I'm like, I don't understand. I've worked for this company for seven years and you still don't have any options for me to eat. And I would just bring my own food, but it's like, you are the pinnacle of what online fitness is. And you still don't provide like options for people that aren't going to eat meat. Yeah, that's nuts. And, you know, I still find that we have to be vocal about it and we have to ask for it because like the wardrobe person, right? That sucks that it's been seven years. However, like to keep asking and keep saying like, this is a demand, this is a need. Yeah. And so even like going to a restaurant, um, you know, and my husband all the time would be like, just say you're vegan. That way they don't fuck up the order. Excuse my language. But you know, you're like, okay, well, if I don't say that I'm vegan, then something's going to come out with cheese on it. Or like some salad dressing is going to be like dairy, dairy based. Um, and then also by vocalizing it, you're saying like, get some vegan options, right? right. Like if I'm going to ask for it, maybe other people are asking for it too. Yeah. Um, so you know the emails I've written to Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> and now they finally have something in the food area. I would write them one like once a week because That's I was awesome. like, I don't understand why. A, like I would be like I just want like a bagel with peanut butter that's oh we don't have any peanut butter I'm like seriously they don't have peanut butter no and like Dunkin Donuts is just not as prevalent out here as Starbucks is they would have like avocado like spread and I'm like cool I guess I'll have that when every single one of their bagels have egg in it except for one so I was like I'm gonna write an email no every way. single time I did it for like a year and fine. I mean, I like to say it was me, but now they have like an actual protein box that is vegan at Starbucks. Nice. And I'm like, okay. I don't understand Starbucks. Like you are again, one of the most affluent coffee places in the world. And you're like, we don't have any options. And you're that. not catering to that. And I believe they still charge more for plant-based milk, which is guys i just i had a smoothie the other day at the i don't they don't have jamba juice back home but and they were like and i was like oh i want soy protein and soy milk and they're like we have to give the upcharge for the the soy milk i'm like but not the vegan not the soy protein <laughs> like you're gonna charge upcharge me on the milk but not on changing the protein but i was like whatever yeah, yeah. it's it yeah. is what it is but yeah i mean for sure i think that the world is becoming more aware um I think that people are, would like more options. I think that yeah. people, even when I did the beach party thing, I literally would make food, like batches of food and bring it in. I'd be like, oh, this is, I made this vegan enchilada. And they're like, what? I made vegan cinnamon rolls, what? I'm like, yep, try it all. And they're like, this is vegan, just to get their mind yeah. in a different place because- I love that. You have to have all this inflammation coming into our bodies if you just have something without dairy your life is not going to be over if you don't have meat in your body. Like, even if like, you're not going to be protein deficient right. ever, like, unless you're malnourished and you live in a rural country where you have to hunt for your food. Yeah. I mean, we have food readily available at our fingertips, like right. whenever we want. And that's why we're overweight. <laughs> because right. And like people, that's my other pro problem, quote unquote, is that people don't think about their intake of food. They think like, let me go work out for six hours. Yeah. And that's going to help me lose weight. And I'm like, guys, no, still no. Yeah. Still a hard no. So it's like, it's just still the, the misinformation of just the amount of food we should be eating. And then like what the quality of what we're eating versus like, let's go to the gym for two and a half hours and lifting all of this weight or doing all of this cardio or doing all of the things. And then they're like, my joints hurt. I feel tight all the time. I'm like, guys, and now you feel worse. My... right. You feel worse for sure. Yeah. So, 
So we talked a little bit about, you know, kind of the change you hope to see. Um, but what, you know, what are you hopeful about in the future for future generations, um, for veganism? What's on your horizon? Oh, man, I really wish that that we could all get on the same page. Um, I really wish that, I really hope that we can turn this around because it's not just about what we put on our bodies. It's about what we're doing to the planet. Um, just like people are so concerned about fossil fuels, but what about methane gas? You know, like what about what we're doing to the actual ocean? Um, and I will say that for me personally, one of the top three reasons why I don't want to have children is because I do not want them here and having for me to be like, I have to leave now and I have to leave you here on this planet that we have destroyed. And like, I'm like, I can, I can't, I would be so upset with myself to be like, I brought you here. And like, because I just wanted you to be here with me. And now I, it's 2060 and like, there's no food for you, but bye, you know? Yeah. And it's really heartbreaking to think about that the, you know, the oceans are eroding and just the amount of fish that aren't in the sea, the amount of methane gas there's on, on the planet, the way that we treat our bodies, the way the cancer riddles our bodies and I really hope that at some point that there is the, this turnaround that people start to be more open. I think that it's like people are more aware at least of just their food intake, mm -hmm. um, but it's not enough. It's not enough. And we should have a whole separate talk. We should have a whole separate <laughs> because, you know, like I have a daughter and that's something that goes through my mind daily is, is, you know, you see other people out there, right? Same age, having kids. And I'm thinking to myself, what about your kids? If not for you, what about your kids? Mm -hmm. Because like you said, it's, it's getting to the point of no return, right? Yeah because we have so quickly deteriorated our environment, our ozone layer, um, the coral reef, right? Which keeps us alive, which keeps the oceans alive, um, the rainforests, and yet the emissions that are just the toxic waste that's coming into our environment is, yeah. you know, because of the livestock that we mass produce and right. it's, you know, there's so much evil that is involved in that industry in itself that people keep it so out of sight, out of mind, yet it's not just about the cruelty. It's not just about oh, this is unhealthy for your body, the cancer, the disease, the, you know, mortality rate, the quality of life. But it's also like, like you said, like, is that chicken parm or is that fast food really worth all the evil and the damage that comes along with it? Right. And the sad thing is, is most people would say yes. So. Yeah. And it's a, that's when it comes into it feels more like a drug than it does anything else. Like people who are addicted to certain drugs, like they care more about that than they care about anyone else, including themselves. Including themselves, yeah. Um, and that's what we're doing. And it sucks because I, I don't know. Again, I talk about being like very spiritual. I'm not like someone who has crystals. I envy those people that are very super spiritual, but I'm like, I've been here before. Yeah. I don't know what my purpose was before, but the current place that I live, I'm like, we really fucked this place up. And 
I'm like, what? And I think I watched like certain movies, like, you know, what was um with Brad Pitt? What was the uh, Interstellar? And I'm like, this is what's happening. That's what we're doing. And we have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Um, and so it's not just about like, you have to go vegan because you have to be healthy. It's like, it's a, it's a team effort to, right, do, right. to help the whole freaking planet. And like, yeah, it's just, it's sad. And that's why and my, my, my boyfriend is just like, you would really not want to have, I mean, he already has children, but he's like, you wouldn't want to have children just because of that. I'm like, just because the earth is my child. <laughs> For sure. The animals are my children. Like I love animals more than humans. And I think that a lot of people feel that way, but I just feel like they're such amazing, innocent, loving creatures. And we just bulldoze their environments because yeah. we want to have a barbecue. Yeah. Or that's what they say on the West Coast, a barbecue, but a cookout. <laughs> <laughs> a cookout. But yeah, it's sad. Yeah. I, really I think it's, it just dawned on me and this is so appropriate that we're having this conversation in this interview because it's world vegan day today. It is. Yeah, it so, is. You know, there's a lot of statistics out there. There's a lot of misinformation on the internet about nutrition and people will say dairy is great for you. Eating meat is fine. Yet again, like you said, like the science is out there. Um, it's just about bringing it to light a little bit more so that people can start to make informed decisions um, with not only themselves in mind, but hopefully their children, hopefully the future generations. Um, so we can really turn this thing around. Yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm trying to be. Um, I know. I try to be too until I saw, well, and I, I do too, because like I saw something like, Amanda Seals that I follow she's an actress but she posted something about they cleaned up like 20 20 tons or 2 million tons or no not 2 million uh 200 tons of um of um trash out of the Pacific like pollution area yeah and I'm like oh yay they did that but then I'm like that's amazing we're moving in the right direction and but then I'm also then I immediately went where the hell is that going to go though right right you just put it on the ship but like and now you're like moving it around but I'm like I don't understand what you're going to do with it now <laughs> exactly we got one planet right yeah well Cassandra is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with especially just knowing like we have a lot of people who are plant curious that listen to this show and um, your insight and your experience has been incredible. Um, yeah, is there anything that you wanna leave them with? I would say if you can't do it for yourself, like you said, do it, try to do it for your children or even your nieces or your nephews, like the children that are here now that have to be, have to live where we're living currently. Um, and to move, like movement is power. Like if you move your body, even if it's just a daily walk around the block, um, you know, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, if it's reasonable, of course, not like 90s flights, but like if you could do something to better yourself and do it in small doses every day, like you will feel better every day. Yeah. Um, and then doing something for the planet that is going to be impactful for generations, even though it might not seem like a lot, just doing it is helpful, especially for us full vegans out here who feel like you're not listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> small steps, right? I mean, of course we want to do everything all at once and that is the most impactful. However, we're not perfect. So, right. you know, small steps better than nothing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You've been yeah. a blast to talk to. Um, I've loved having you on, especially with world vegan day today. I know. I forgot about that. Like we should have said it in the beginning. Of the I podcast. know. <laughs> so where can everybody find you if they want to connect with you? 
So they can call me at five. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, um, Cassandra underscore Rubino underscore on Instagram. My email address, Cassandra Muscles by Plants um, at gmail.com. And Facebook, of course. I would love to feel as cool as you with the podcast. I just um, have not started it. So maybe one day. Um, just, just do it. I started mine. I started this last year and you like, you know, a year flies by. Yeah. So it does seem easier though. It does seem easier than trying to do a YouTube channel. That's for sure. Cause the, you don't have to like put all these. Eventually I'll be putting these hopefully on YouTube. Um, you know, some people listen to podcasts on YouTube too. And yeah. so tell, tell us a little bit about Muscles by Plants because awesome name, by the way. Um, yeah, I tried to snag that before someone else did <laughs> yeah, for the website choices. Um, yeah, I mean, online, uh, Muscles by Plants is an online, online personal training. I do a lot of, it's a heavily in nutrition. So it's for vegans, but it's also for wanting to go vegans or wanting to be a little bit more plant-based um, with a heavily dose of mindset stuff as well. Cause I feel like a lot of the reasons why we, we might fail at our fitness goals is because our mindset wasn't hundred percent there. And the reason why we, we went into it isn't, isn't flowing through. So it is something that has helped a ton of people. And even if it's just on being mindful of how they feel their body, at least they know that food is fuel and it doesn't have to be all about like suffering our faces for sure. So it's been an awesome, I do, I do feel very sad about what the pandemic has done, done to a lot of people and a lot of businesses. Um, but it definitely gave me a chance to sit down and think about what I want to do and how to impact, impact people on the earth. Um, and the one thing that we do every day is eat. So, and a lot of people need help eating. <laughs> Excuse me. Absolutely. And you know what? Why not start there? Start yeah, there. for sure. Well, thank you for having me on because I I always love to chit chat about fitness and vegan stuff. So, and I we're connecting next there. time you're in Boston. So that's exciting. Yes, we'll have to do like a vlog moment. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, Cassandra. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You guys, how amazing is Cassandra? She was so fun to talk to. I love her sense of humor. I love her perspective just on everything, right? I think everybody has a unique story on how they came into vegetarianism, veganism, a plant-based diet. And Cassandra at a really young age decided that she wanted to be the person in her family that made the change, that decided that her genetics and her family history and the way that her family had been living for so long, passed down from generation to generation, she decided that she was going to put an end to that and start to put her health first. And right, that slowly leads us to finding other reasons, right? Anti-aging, disease prevention, uh, just overall health and being able to do the amazing, incredible things that our bodies were meant to do and for a long time. So, you know, I think Cassandra is a prime example of the kinds of athletes that are out there in the world that are so inspiring because as a CrossFit coach herself, you heard her talk about her clients and other CrossFit coaches asking, well, where's your meat? Where's your protein? Yet she's over here defying all the odds, busting all the myths that aren't true about a vegan diet. And she is just crushing it. So I love to see that so much. So you guys go over and connect with Cassandra on Instagram, on her website. And if you want to learn more about her and her coaching program, go ahead and reach out to her. She is just a blast to talk to. 
And we're definitely going to have her back on the podcast again sometime soon. All right. So you guys know where to find me. You can find me at Natalie Falco underscore veg fit. You can find me at proving it plant-based every week. We put out new podcast episodes. If you are loving these interviews, if you are loving the solo episodes where it's just me chatting with you, uh, I want to hear about it. I want to hear what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. So if you have any recommendations, any feedback, anything whatsoever, go ahead, pop into my DMs, pop into my inbox, and I'd be happy to chat there. If you don't want to chat and you just want to say how much you appreciate the podcast, then go ahead on to Apple iTunes or really wherever you listen and either subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a rating. It's even better. It just helps other people to be able to find this podcast. And we just put out more inspirational content into the world for those who are plant curious. All right, you guys, until next week, we will chat then. Keep crushing your biggest goals. Keep going after it. Keep defying the odds. And you got this. I'll talk to you then.